William Carey University is one of the top universities in the Southeast. With multiple scholarship opportunities for incoming students, it's one of the most affordable private universities in all of America. Carey provides a multitude of undergraduate and graduate programs, as well as over 10 different doctoral degrees. Did I mention that Carey also boasts one of the top 100 med schools in the country? And I also hear that the baseball team's pretty dang good. Check them out on all forms of social media and visit wmcarry.edu for more information. If you're looking for hats for your business, hunting club, or just whatever, go check out Chickasahay Hat Company. It's locally owned by good folks, so you don't have the hassle of dealing with big box companies. They carry multiple different brands and sizes, including the number one selling hat, the Richardson 112. Custom embroidery is available on all hats and shirts, and to top it off, 10% of all profits go to charities for people that struggle with addiction. Like I said, good people. You can check them out on Facebook at Chickasahay Hat Company or on the web at chickasahayhatco.com. Mississippi, you know how hard it was for me to leave. Ooh, Mississippi, I miss you, I hope you miss me. All right, we're back. Another week, another episode of the Pinstripes Camo Podcast. So um, we are on Facebook Live again. Hopefully this week you can hear. Last week uh, couldn't hear anything we were saying really. It's kind of out and in or in and out, however you'd say that. Out and in is out incorrect. In. <laughs> it's definitely in and out. For sure. <laughs> so, trying it again a little bit different way this week, and we're not on Hunter's Back Porch. Um, Which is not a positive. It's a I negative. Know. I enjoyed that. That was a lot of fun. Uh, but uh, and, and that was a fun show with Brad. But this week, uh, this is going to be fun. We've got Jeffrey Wood, Swamp Boys, Custom Calls, um, and I've I've I got a lot of questions about different calls, and because I don't. I'm definitely not a turkey hunter. I know. We all know. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. <laughs> um, and as far as like deer calls and stuff, yeah, I, I, I've got a grunt tube, and if <clears throat> if I get it out, I'm probably just playing around. Like I don't take it serious or no. I feel I, like you ain't confident enough. And no, zero confidence whatsoever in the call game. Um, and as far as uh, anything else, uh. I just it's just, it's a big unknown to me. I've never I've never been really confident in any kind of calling ability. So I'm excited about this. So. I'm I'm excited to hear the squirrel bark. Yeah, yeah. So I've never seen a squirrel barking call. <laughs> yeah. That's a new one. Well, I told I told my wife that that we were uh, that we were doing the show, and I told her about your squirrel hunting stuff, Jeffrey. And uh, she was like, "Oh, great! Now you'll be able to kill all the squirrels in the yard." And I was like. I don't, uh, I don't yeah, think I, that's. I was like, we live in a subdivision. And I don't think I can just go outside and start shooting squirrels. But I mean, I, I mean, I don't really have to call them up. I just put some bird seed out. Yeah, and there. You know, use a pellet gun. Right. But uh, that's what I need too. Boy, I got some squirrels everywhere. I bet they're you eating. Do. They're eating hickory nuts. Yeah, yeah they're shredding them right now. And they, uh, they're, uh, they're all hickory nuts all over the back porch every time I go out. You, you know, we moved, we we moved houses uh, about a year and a half ago. In our old house, it was like all pine trees. Yeah. Our new house is like all oak trees. 
And one of the things I hated at our old house was we had this sidewalk coming from the driveway to the front door. And there's pine trees hanging all over that sidewalk. And every day, this I guess it's about this time of the year. Yeah, about September they'll start cutting pine cones. And there would be those pine cone shavings everywhere on the concrete. And, and they'll throw could, them on top of your head if you ain't careful. Right. Yep. <laughs> the end. You could clean it off one day, and the next day it looked like you didn't clean it off at all. And and all they get out of that is a little seed. It's about like a BB, but it's flat. Mm-hmm. And you've probably seen them. They'll come out of the air when they're yeah. little, little helicopters. Are, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And that's all they get out of it. And they eat them when they're green. They don't eat them when they're dry. And these guys got to taste bad with all that pine tar and resin. In. Got to. Oh. But they shred them things like you ain't never seen. But uh, yeah, Daddy was saying that because uh, he's a woodsman, <clears throat> he walks out on the porch and he's like, "You got a hickory nut tree? Squirrels are eating them." And I'm like, "All right, dude. <laughs> 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 All right." <laughs> now, you, you think that's 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 Douglas got to have some sharp teeth? Cut that hickory nut. Cause yeah, because I, I, I fool I nut. fool one. I thought it was a beech nut. Yeah. I because my dog had one playing with it. Because I guess it looks. I'm, I've seen a beech nut before. Yeah, it's similar. But- <clears throat> I tried to dig into it a little bit because obviously my dad was like, they're good to eat because, of course, Barry yeah. has eaten hickory nuts or something. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't fool with it very long. I feel like I've seen him eat acorns before, too. I've eaten acorns before. They're not good. They're bitter. Not like bitter. Yeah. Well, it's white oak are less bitter than red oak. I think – I don't even remember which one I've tried, but I tried one and – Usually it draws your mouth up like yeah. a persimmon. Or yeah, yeah, I yeah. usually do that to young people like, when they go squirrel hunting with Yeah, them. like a green persimmon. Yeah, I'll peel it and, boy, this thing sure is good. And I'll be eating a <laughs> uh, pecan or something. Yeah. <laughs> they you know, bite it. I gave, uh, I gave our oldest daughter a green persimmon one time. And now every time we drive past a persimmon tree, she talks about it. So, I oh, that was a, we got those big persimmon trees. Look, got, look, whenever mom and dad quit living there, that's going to be a Mecca. Yeah. Because there's the pear trees down the holler. Right. There's oak trees everywhere. There's a persimmon tree and two Japanese chestnuts yeah. that are as big around as this table. Dang. I bet there's some game coming out. There's everything, and it's just in the front yard, you know? Yeah. Because yeah. Dad just shoots deer out of the backyard off the porch. <laughs> now. There you go. Oh, uh, Jeffrey, let's get in your background a little bit. Okay. Um, kind of tell us where you're from and... How you came to be in Got this in business? This yeah, um, I was born and raised in Jasper County, Stringer area. Uh, lived there pretty much my whole life, other than out working and traveling. And stuff. Um, grew up as a kid. Our number one thing when we grew up, there wasn't many deer, so we squirrel hunted. I mean, from the time we was six years old, we were shooting squirrels, four tens, twenty two rifles, stuff like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And uh, my dad, my uncles, and you know, family friends and stuff we'd go with, they all taught us to read compasses. And as you can see, I keep one on my wrist everywhere I go, turkey hunting or squirrel hunting, whatever I'm doing. Um, but they taught us how to do that, how to be a woodsman. And squirrel hunting teaches you to be a better woodsman because you've got to slip and sneak. Uh, plus, the whole time we were squirrel hunting, we was getting education. Right. That's a deer track. That's a hog track. That's a certain kind of acre and, you know, hickory nuts like we were saying or, uh, we hunt wild pecans up in Delta. I know y'all know what that is, but we we just had a whole learning experience growing up that most people don't get to see or learn from. And they taught us how to read deer sign, where it be scrapes, rubs. Why they do that? You know, because you asked in a million questions the whole time you were a kid. You know, and we just <coughs> learned. 
the whole wildlife thing. I yes. guess a lot more than kids nowadays that I see. That is something that I, I very fond memories of because we used to just go squirrel hunt. Like, I don't go squirrel hunting anymore. Right. You know, I mean, I'll shoot some if I'm just, like, at the house and there's a gun in my hand and I've been, <laughs> you know, like, I don't ever go squirrel hunting anymore. Yeah. But when I was a kid, like, we would go all over the place. Oh, you, go, couldn't, you couldn't wait for October yeah, to get here. You just, yeah, that was, was a big day. so much fun yeah. squirrel hunting. Like, just, and like he said, you know. You see everything. Because, like, whenever we would go deer hunting when I was a kid, we had food plots. Right. You know. And you we, get bored. We never had corn out, but we had food plots. Yeah. Never hunted over corn in my life. Um, <laughs> you're, <laughs> any, a, anyway, you're a liar. Anyways, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, like, that's when you would go exploring. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, turkey hunting, you don't you do the same thing, kind of, but. Well, I think growing up. For me, going squirrel hunting with your dad, my dad, and Uncle Evan when we were kids, um, that was about the only thing I could hit. Yeah. Because I, I got, like, way too keyed up come deer season. Yeah. And I can't tell you how many deer I actually shot and missed before I ever finally killed one. But for some reason, squirrel hunting didn't get me... Get it, fired up. It didn't get me get keyed up. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. But it was something I could, you know, I could shoot. And I remember, you know going and, and killing five or six squirrels and coming back and learning how to clean them. And, yeah. And uh, and then learning that even though squirrel season opens at, you know, the beginning of October, that sometimes it's a lot better to do it after a good frost. Yeah. I guess there was the uh, wolves, wolves yeah. out. That's, yeah. I kill so much weekend. I didn't kill any with a wolf in them, but occasionally you do. Right. Um <clears throat> That's just part of it. But if I do, I just, I kind of stop. I get out of that area. Um, and I found generally where you find that at, there's going to be cows somewhere around. Really? Because those. It comes from a fly, right? Hot fly. And yeah. they bite that cow on the back of the hoof, and it'll go all the way through his body, and that's the same way with a squirrel. It Technically, you, you can still eat those, though, huh? Like yeah. Some yeah. people do, but I don't. It's kind of like. Uh, kinda, I kill like, enough of them, I don't have to do all that. It's kind of like finding worms in a redfish. Yeah. Just cut it out. Pretend you didn't see it. I, I want to say I read a red or. Read an article or a post or something that said that it didn't it didn't hurt the meat. No, it's it's really just right up on the hide. Mm -hmm. It's right. not in the meat. It's gross. Say, but it's <laughs> yeah. If you ever took one out and look at it under a microscope, you wouldn't eat it. <laughs> yeah. Where I work at, we have microscopes, and right. I got one and brought it to work one day, and I've looked yeah. at them, you know. But until you look at that thing under a microscope, it's unreal. Little barbs and stuff on it when it moves. I can remember in a. Uh, it was a, a class in college talking about microscopes. Maybe think of this. Um, they like did something from under your fingernails, and you look at it under a microscope. Mm -hmm. And I've never chewed my fingernails ever since I saw that. Yeah. Everything was, you touched. It was the it. grossest thing I'd ever seen. Yeah, like <laughs> like little, I see people uh, chewing their fingernails, and it it really bothers me. Every Saturday I chew mine down because I got to watch <laughs> Ole Miss play football. <laughs> I don't care if I die chewing them, but uh, I got no choice. You had to bring up football. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you talking about Mac Jones? No. no okay. No, no. I mean, okay. Sorry. No, I don't. Yeah, I hate him, by the way. <laughs> if you're listening to this, Mac Jones, if you see this, stop. <laughs> Anyways, what, what are you talking about? Well, I was going to say, you know, last week you picked fun at Southern Miss. Yeah. These are terrible. You know, 120, I, 121 I, out of 133 football teams in I really, the country. I really thought they'd beat Old Dominion. 
Like it, oh, I it, mean, it bothered me that they didn't beat Old Dominion. Well, it's Old Dominion, right? One twenty-four. They're not good. They're yeah. not good. Well, look, that's just state of things. And the Patriots lost today. Yeah, I can't believe you're here. I'm glad you're here, but um, well, dude, I, I'm I'm to the point now where it's it's over. You right. need to lose every game now, right? You because Mac Jones pick. is so bad. <laughs> you a Saints fan? No, I don't fool with the ball. Oh, well, I watch it occasionally. Well, that's good for I'm you. It's, it's healthier that way. Dude, that's right. I got buddies; they all into it, and I enjoy hunting too much. I well, guess I'm a big Jaguars fan, and I've lived some very painful years. And finally, the Jaguars are pretty good. They, they were one again no, today. No, see, you don't get to do that because you don't know what it's like. You don't know how you don't know how to win yet. And I've I've seen that not in the NFL. <laughs> you don't know how to win. You know, I'm a winner. Okay, you I know, won with Tom Brady. I know. I, it doesn't matter, Ben. Ever since he's been gone, but the Patriots haven't been any look. Good. The Jaguars will, you know, he'll throw a pick next week against like the Eagles or something. Like the best thing in football, Bill be like, I'm going to punch him in the face, dude. <laughs> like, just chill out. I don't know why we're even talking about this. I don't, I, I don't, I don't know, know how, why you did that. I don't know. I got Anyways, uh, the, the bot flies and the squirrels. <laughs> yeah. I'm about to start murking squirrels in my backyard, dude. I'm getting hyped up now. Yeah. I'm about to start killing everything. Yeah, get you a pellet gun. That's what a lot of people do in the towns and cities. That He'll just shoot them. Oh, he lives out in the country. Then. No, no, really. I live no, in Trailwood West. In, yeah, he lives I, in a subdivision. I'll, I'll just do it. And you pay, blast. He'll pay the HOA fine. <laughs> I might be jail time, dude. I don't know if there's an HOA fine for that. <laughs> they probably like, like discharging maybe. a firearm at, in the backyard where there's houses everywhere. Yeah, about 6 a.m. I usually wake up your neighbors. Well, I've, I've, I need somebody to make me a silenced 20 gauge. I shot a firearm off in our yard. A few months ago. For what? Uh, scare a critter off. A human? No, a critter. <laughs> no. Oh, I didn't know if you were. No, that was a four, code word a, a for. Four, no, a four-legged a critter. A mischievous person. Four-legged critter kept hanging out. And I oh. Wouldn't leave. Oh, you shot a dog. No, I didn't shoot the dog. You shot the dog. No. You I peppered shot, the dog. I shot the ground behind the dog because he wouldn't leave. And he kept coming back, coming back, coming back. And I was why, like, why didn't. Why, dude, you go to Academy and get the CO2-powered airsoft gun. And bait the dog. I've done this before. And you just lay in. There's. But then I'd have to buy something. I had this on hand. Moving on. Just shot with your bow. Silent but deadly. Yeah. Anyways. Jeffrey, how would you get into into making calls? Well, like I said, we squirrel hunting and stuff. And we had dogs. My dad my uncles and stuff had different dogs. And through doing that. Over the years, I won world championships, state championships, all kind of stuff. And I got picked by Sport Dog Brand, Shot Collar Company, and a couple other companies to be sponsored by them. And I would go to Cabela's and Bass Pros all over the United States. I've been to just about every one of them working. Yeah. Um, besides my regular job, I do about 20, 25 weekends a year Okay. traveling. And through doing that, and much as I hunt and stuff, I met different people. And got to making calls because I, I just got a knack for that. I grew up doing it. I'd make all kind of hoot owl sounds and all kind of stuff in my mouth, you know, just voice, natural voice stuff. And uh, picked it up through a couple of buddies in Ohio and Tennessee. And they kind of gave me a little rundown on it. And they was like, man, you just, you already know how to do it. Yeah. Cause I, but it's all about tensions and stuff on these mouth calls or tuning these pot calls. It's all about the strikers and the, sound boards in them and stuff like that when you glue them and put them together and 
all that. But that's kind of how I learned how to do it was from a couple of buddies that already had the deal down. But I met them through doing those, those shows at Cabela's and Bass Pros and stuff. And, okay. um, and then winning championship stuff, I got to do TV shows with different people. I've carried governors, country music singers, legislatures, state game fish commissioners, just about everybody you can think of over the years. And yeah, you mentioned you'd taken some folks like that on squirrel hunting trips and things. Yeah, that's what we did mostly. We that's why I was telling you I we used to kill in front of my dogs and my friend that hunted with me at the time he's from Biloxi. Um, we kill twelve hundred squirrels a year. <laughs> um, and <laughs> That's, yeah. that's more that's than we've the, killed in our life. But, but that's, yeah. you know, and I, I had somebody ask me the other day on another podcast I did, but I wouldn't be scared to say it. I probably killed as many or more squirrels than anybody walking in Mississippi. Okay. Because I've done it my whole life. Right. Like I said, and this, we just take it real serious and still hunting and dogs, you know. So it's, it's all that's kind of led me into making these calls and. Because I've always been an outdoorsman, a hunter. And that's all I've ever known my whole life, fishing and hunting. Right. Stuff. Um, well, there ain't a whole lot else to do in Jasper County. No, you. <laughs> they some idiots up there that do other stuff. <laughs> I stay to myself and hope they stay over there on their place because uh, it wouldn't be too good for them. I grew up in Jones County. He grew up in Lawrence County. And our families are from Smith County. Yeah. So we get it. You're either hunting, fishing, or cooking meth. Yeah, that's about <laughs> what they do. <laughs> yeah. um, and we've got some, we've got some in our family doing both. Yeah, well, I don't do none of that. But I used to be pretty wild, but I never done none of that. <laughs> was, that's what I told the guy the day. I was about wild as a buck deer. So, uh, but I straighten up my ways. I guess in a lot of ways, all this is what I've done my whole life. Has got me away from those kind of people. Right. And um, I met some good people that I'm still friends with today, and I've met some that I hope I never see again. You know, but that's just part of life. That's just growing part of your life. You mentioned something a second ago. This doing this stuff kept you from doing other stuff. Mm-hmm. There's probably a lot of us that could say that. It so, kept you me know, out of trouble. Like, yeah, in a lot of ways, I did get into yeah. trouble, but I got away from all them people and well, steered my way away from all that. Boys will be boys, but those of us that were fortunate enough to grow up in the outdoors hunting and fishing, I would venture to say. The incarceration rate of yeah. people that do that is probably far lower yeah. than those. I that probably didn't. wouldn't be here right now if it weren't for this hunting and fishing <laughs> well, stuff. And I couldn't get in trouble. There was nowhere to get in trouble out. Right. I just ran around on a hundred acres right. every day during this. Like nobody, I didn't have friends that lived close by. Whenever That's my, right. whenever Hayden moved over there, he just did the same thing with me. Yeah. Right. He was my workforce. Right. I no longer built the fort. I just <laughs> drove, the, drove the plans. <laughs> you assumed a managerial role. Yeah. 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 Pointed and the finger, get at it. So, of all the, the, the folks you've taken on trips, who was your favorite person you took on a hunting, uh, on a hunting trip? Probably one of our lieutenant governors. Out of all the people that I've ever took squirrel hunting, he was the only person that knew how to skin a squirrel. Yeah. Eddie Briggs. Okay. I still talk to him occasionally. He's an, he's a good fella. Okay. Uh, here in Mississippi now, I've took country music singers, Hank Jr. and some of them. And okay. So it was pretty neat experience. I bet that was a good time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet that was dangerous, too. Uh, <laughs> I had a friend that was in a, a deer camp in Louisiana with him. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, and, and I kind of wondered, like, all right, you're in a deer camp with Hank Jr. Is it just a non-stop party all the time he's like no he's like this guy's just he takes down to earth serious. he's takes hunting serious yeah. now, now he said, some people is 
kind of think that, but he's he's been known to be rowdy a little right. bit. But, but he takes yeah, hunting serious, fishing too. That's what they said. They said, you know, this guy was like when he got to camp. It was time to go kill. Oh, yeah. You know, it was time was to hunt. On, he was business. Right. My yeah. favorite video is when Hank Williams Jr. is white perch fishing, and he catches a big white perch, and he goes, let me show you all how to get them right here, and he puts it and slams it between his knees. You see what you're talking about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, my uncle, when we were kids, we used to catch those big old brim, bull brim. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, your little hands, when you small fella, you couldn't get around them. Well, he taught us to put them under our arm and do like yeah. that, and he called them titty brim. Titty he brim. He just pulled them out. Okay, because we couldn't get our hand around them, you know, little bitty right. hands and stuff. So, um, well, let's take us through some of these calls. Uh, um, I tell you what, yeah, we've got time before we take a break. Uh, and then squirrel season's in, and this time of year in the fall, I'll kind of start with that. That's um, that's I think that's a perfect idea because that's one I wanted to hear most anyway. Any plastic call you find to me as a woodsman and listening to game my whole life don't sound realistic. Uh, to me, I know a lot of people think it does, but like grunt call and stuff like that, wood is a more natural sound. So I'll show you. This is a squirrel barker, and you take your hand and just kind of go around it like a okay sign, mm-hmm. and just kind of not squeeze your hand tight, but that's your muffler, kind of is what I call it, or manifold. You know? Okay. And I found that if you hit it with your fingers like that, it makes a popping sound. If you take that meaty part of your hand and do it on there, and then I hold it down like this so a squirrel can't see you, Right. Because if you hold, I'll do it different ways. Just a... Oh, dude, that's so right. good. <laughs> now, listen. Now, listen to this. See the difference? Yeah. Muffled a little more. Yeah. yeah. Just kind of. A little deeper. Oh, that's awesome. And then if you do that, I always carry two of these, one without the bell on it. Squirrel's not safe around me. <laughs> uh, I've killed a bunch of them in my life, I guess. But um, So, all right, I've never, anytime we ever went squirrel hunting, it was most of, 90% of the time we were sitting still, and, mm-hmm. oh, there's a squirrel. And, yeah. and you, you go get him. Or you're shaking vines around trees trying to get them yeah. out of a nest or a hole. And then the other 10% of the time was with a dog. Yeah. I've never sat down and called to squirrels. Did they, well, well, like, how did they react to it? Oh, I, I can call them down a tree right to you just about it. Uh, really? I took outdoor riders with me, and they got scared because the squirrel, he was like sitting where he is, and the squirrel come down a tree right behind him. Yeah. And, you know, they're barking and stuff, and he the squirrel usually the tail's up when he's barking. Right. Because that's just, mm-hmm. he does that so if a hawk comes at him, that hawk goes at that tail, not his head. Okay. And that's a sign to another squirrel. I never too, thought but, about that, but that makes man. sense. But that squirrel was coming down a tree, and it was straight out, but he was barking. Like yeah. he was just doing like that, and that guy's like, shoot him, shoot him, because <laughs> he was. What we do is find feed trees, excuse me, um, and like hickory nuts, like he was talking about in the delta, wild pecans, nut alls, or something like that. Water oaks, pin oaks, because uh, squirrels he likes a little bitty acorn, like pin oaks stuff right. like that. And I can tell you, like a hickory nut, he'll get that. Um, but you just find where they're cutting that. Uh, pine cones generally this time of year is even through with that. Yeah. Um, you'll see it, and it's pretty fresh, but it was like a week before season they quit, and they went into other stuff's getting ripe. Right. Um, yeah, acorns are starting to yeah, the, start the to fall a little bit. Water oaks and pin oaks and stuff. And uh, generally, if you're in the woods and you hear a blue jay or some of those bigger blackbirds right. walking and hollering, go straight to it. They're either going to be deer sign there or there's going to be squirrels cutting there. Really? 
every single time. Just about this weekend, I took my little grandson, seven years old. We heard that three times, and two out of three times, we found deer sign and squirrel cuttings on that tree. Huh? Why is that? What is? What they is, just feed it? on them. You can hear them squawking, and that's the acorn just ripe. Okay. Or ready to come off of. That's okay. That's and that's some of that woodsman knowledge. Yeah, I don't know if I know the noise a blue jay makes when they doing that. Real, it's like a high pitch. Yeah, and they just they you can okay. hear they okay. just kind of acting crazy, almost like you go, man, that bird's acting kind of weird over there or something. You know, it's just a real. Yeah, he just in a panic feeding, trying to keep the other ones from getting it. The only know. reason I know beyond a shadow of a doubt what it sounds like is we have a lot of blue jays in our yard right now, and I'll sit on the front porch and listen to them yeah. or whatever. But yeah, but they do get like you hear them in the yard. But when you hear them in that tree feeding, it's like in panic mode. Mm-hmm. Sounds to me like you know. I mean, um, uncles have just taught us that as kids. If you hear that in the woods, go to it. Okay, if you're looking for deer signs or stuff. And they some big blackbirds up in the delta, them big tall right. ones. It's almost like a half size of crow or something. Mm-hmm. They do the same thing. They'll be just you know how they just almost like a whole flock of them come through, and they right. just raising cane over there, and you go right to it, and I guarantee you they're gonna be squirrel cuttings or they're gonna be deer sign hogs, either one. Okay, that's the acorn just ripe. That's awesome. Uh, let's uh, you don't have any more squirrel calls, do you? No, that's just them two. Okay. Uh, well, let's take a quick break. Okay. And when we come back. I want to get into the turkey and the deer yeah, and the, and the like predator that. stuff. Okay. So we'll be right back. It doesn't matter whether you own your own business or work for someone else. You're going to need office supplies, printing, and office furniture. We all use them every day, so why not use a local family-owned business right here in the Pine Belt? Commercial Stationery Company offers great customer service, free next-day delivery, and free installation on furniture. Call Wayne and Daniel Ross at 601-582-4311. Or go by there and see them yourself at 723 Scuba Street, located in Hattiesburg. Hunting season is here, so why are you still loading your four-wheeler in the back of your truck? Head on over to Bill's Collision Center and Trailer Sales in Columbia, Mississippi. they got a trailer for all of your hauling needs, including trailers for four-wheelers, side-by-sides, and tractors. Gooseneck trailers and dump trailers are also available. And in the event that you kill a deer with your truck, rather than your rifle, they can take care of that too. Check them out on Facebook at Bill's Collision Center and Trailer Sales, or give them a call at 601-736-3219. Welcome back. Part two. <laughs> Part two. Part two. Many calls to explore and adventure. Um, so, quick question. You you have a bunch of turkey call here. Yeah. Um, do you make the, the wood part as well? Well, I... I'm a machinist by trade, mm-hmm. so I did the programming on this, and I have a guy CNC. who does it CNC. That way, I can make them precise every single time. The yeah. thickness <laughs> in this call is the main thing; it keeps them the same. That's the only bad thing about doing them on a lathe or anything. You got—I mean, you got to measure it so much. Yeah, because I was—I was thinking about last year. I, I built a spear gun mm-hmm. and uh, got into like woodworking and stuff and uh i was i was build a spear gun and build a turkey call yeah. a round piece of wood um and then i was like well i need a lathe and then i'm like now i'm to the point where i want to just buy a cnc machine yeah like is. a small one i'm not, not a twenty thousand dollar one. Oh, this guy's got one that's like two hundred thousand mm-hmm. but he can do like he does them for other companies too. I'm not the only one he does it for because I don't make that that many of them, but I make a, I sell a good bit of them every year. But all right, for, forgive me for being an idiot. 
Um, what is a CNC machine? It's like a big router, basically. Yeah. Okay. Um, and you buy this wood. We buy it in a square. Okay. Four inch square. And he can vacuum on that bed. He can do. It's about this big. He okay. can do like fifty of these at one time. I think. Yeah, it's, it's a computerized router that has lasers and stuff. Okay. And you tell it the computer what to do, and it mm-hmm. has, like, you put different bits on it, and it will just remove what, what's okay. not supposed to be there. Okay. You know? A lot of people build spear guns with them now. I've seen some incredible guns that people make just out of huge chunks of wood. Just it just like, makes it more precise, and you can repeat the process. Right. Yeah. So it's you can fast. like mass produce. Yeah. Okay. And keep it consistent and Cause see, like inside these calls, you can see that where I got the little, mm-hmm. little sticker. That's a pedestal that you leave in there, okay, for that soundboard to mm-hmm. sit on. Because if okay. you didn't have a soundboard in there, it just go wee wee wee, and just make a little high pitched sound. Yeah, right. But what it does, this is like a musical instrument, basically. When you scratch on this piece, it vibrates up and down and goes around that and comes out these holes in the bottom. Okay, kind of like different the- diameter of these holes, or more holes, or less holes makes it. It makes yeah. it sound different. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you kind of touched on that because that was kind of going to be the next line of question. So for me, I'm like tone deaf. So I can practice on a turkey call in my house. Like I can hear a video or something or, or listen to somebody else do it. And I'm like, all right, this is the way it's supposed to sound. And it sounds one way to me when I'm listening to somebody else or a video. And then when I'm doing it myself, it's like I don't. It kind of messes you up a little bit. It will. Right. But you just have to have an ear for it, and you need to be in a room where it ain't a lot of, like in this room, wouldn't be too good for where you want to test it at. Right. You better off go out in the outside. Well, yeah, I get out in the yard and do it. Yeah. Um, And it's more realistic when it's like you can make it sound pretty good in your house, you know, if you ain't got a bunch of kids or racket around. But (laughs) but outside in natural settings, like in timber or whatever, it makes it lot of difference and plus if you sitting there doing the call it don't sound as good as what you think it does all right mm-hmm. you put your microphone over there about like that door out there 20 yards from you or 50 yards from you and do it then then you'll have a it'll get a better feel of what it sounds like really sounds that's like. what i was thinking like i could put my stick my phone out there yeah you know in the yard and then go 50 yards from it or just call. walk off from it make it a little circle walk off from it and kind of walk off and calling and kind of walk back kind of slow. Yeah. And you'll see the difference in the sounds and the pitch and okay. all that stuff. Well, show um, us some of what you got here. Now, this is deer grunts. It's everybody's big thing. Yeah. Now. We, yeah. Um, these, I make these with a weighted little reed in it. It won't stick when it's cold and your breath's hot and it's cold outside. Right. So it's just a tone board metal plastic with a little bead on it. And we, uh, Use walnut most time on these grunts, but I'll do like a little doe grunt for you. But like when you're bow hunting, you have these deer blow at you. Mm-hmm. Most people get peed off and get down, stomp off and kick and cuss and go to the truck. Don't do that. Yeah. Just do that. Just little bitty soft grunts, but you tighten your hand up to. And I've called them does up right back under the tree. Yeah, just but, but just, it's just a a calming sound to them when they hold, alerted. Since you've got a mic, hold it over here and let him let him do it. Yeah, just a little bitty. And you, if you hear a doe with a little yearling with her, you'll hear her do that in the woods. If you listen to it, 
Yeah. You'll hear them. It ain't real loud like a buck grunt like everybody thinks. Uh, and a buck don't grunt like a lot of people think right. they do. It's just they make that sound just to kind of. Have you ever heard a doe grunt like that? Real I soft. I mean, it freaked me out the first time I ever heard it. I had one almost right under me, mm-hmm. and it did it. And I was I was drawn back. And I let down. I was like, is that a spike? Because right. I, I, I never what, heard see, a bug. She was, she was calling to a fawn that was out there, or yearling out there behind Maybe, yeah. That's yeah. what they're doing. They're they letting them know it's okay to come out in a food plot or around it, a feeder. Or it something. freaked me because I'd never heard anybody talk about a doe that would yeah. actually grunt, and I'd never heard it. And it it made me pass it because I was like, that thing's got nubs that I'm not seeing. <laughs> right. Or something. I'm it's like, just, <laughs> uh, they communicating to their yearling or a fawn or other does that might be in the area because they are territorial. Does are, yeah. you know. You come around my food plot, we're gonna get at you. Right. I don't know if you ever seen them, but they stand up. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've got, I've got trail cam pictures of them doing that too. Hair yeah. off one another. Yeah. They're pretty tough, but we generally do that. Uh, and then you know, like a, a buck when he gets in the rut a little bit later, you can kind of pull this out a little bit, so it's more throaty. That's just like your throat. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when he's challenging another buck in the area. And you can do that when they rutting. Yeah. You better get your gun up. So, all at right. the right time. You know, it ain't going to happen every time you go. To, this ain't something you're going to go to the woods and go out there with your grunt call and call a deer up every single time you go. It's just uh, you're going to fail a lot, but that's how you learn. Well, I've never successfully called in or grunted in a buck that I shot. Yeah. I've grunted some, and I always felt like I got, like, young bucks come in. Mm. They come in hot. Yeah. Um, or, you know, I'm just playing around with a young buck or something. But as far as calling, when you go out into the woods, all right, say you go out in a pre-rut, okay, um, you hadn't seen anything all morning. It's quiet. It's still. It's 930 by now, and you hadn't seen a deer. Is it wrong to, to grunt a few times? Like, you know, as far as no, not really, but, when to do it, when not to do it. No, generally, we'll rattle a little bit. And I like I don't like them little bags. Everybody got their own little tree. I don't like, like the bags. Uh, it's not realistic. I care a set of antlers. I mean, right. Some of you gonna have to you get drill a hole through it and put a string yeah, through and it. And I keep cut them the um, eye guards off on them and mm-hmm. sand that down so it's kind of round. Then I wrap some uh, electrical tape, kind of like uh, I mean, a la- athletic tape like mm-hmm. y'all use, kind of on somebody's ankle or something, mm-hmm. so you can get a little bit of hold to it. Cause you, when a deer's fighting, he's serious. He right. ain't just playing around. He ain't going up there. Now, first season, when their horns are getting this right. hard, you know, they'll tickle around and kind of get a pecking order. But yeah. when it's rut time, them jokers are getting it on. When you see one break a beam off his horn that big, yeah. he, he puts pressure out. Yeah, they weren't just, just touching. Yeah. Matt sent me a right. video yesterday. Did you? Did he send that to you? I don't think. Uh, he was He's bow hunting yesterday in the Delta, <laughs> and he's got two young bucks just kind of tickling Just kind of tickling horns around. It's just a pecking order. Right. Yeah. That's all they're doing. And they'll – you know, this time of year, you might see four or five bucks together. Yeah. You're still a in this bachelor from, group. A month from now, they're going to be going their own way. And yeah. they might be a mile or two from there, you know, going in different directions. Uh, but generally, we'll rut, um, during the rut, we'll rattle a little bit and then grunt, you know, kind of behind it. Yeah. And then if you got like a, one of them little blake calls. Yeah. At the right time. You can hit that thing, 
Which about like the the little can, the old can. Yeah, Primos did. It. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and you can do it on here if you roll that reed all the way to the end. But I don't like just sitting there taking it apart, doing it right. back and forth. So I usually only got one of them. And I usually get some from some of the wholesalers I deal with. Uh, that's about the only thing I don't really put my hands on and make. But mm-hmm. for the last year or so, we ain't been able to get them since all the COVID and all that right. stuff. But um, but okay. I've done that and I've killed a couple bucks a week during that muzzleloader season. That's the time to really rattle here. Yeah, I, the deer's coming. Was you know, they looking and they wanting to fight and they're aggressive and running. Was it like early December probably? Yeah, right? first yeah. week of December, like December 1st through about yeah. the 20th. Around Christmas time, they start going down a little bit. They get right. post-rut pretty much. Um, and it's like they on lockdown. You won't see a deer hardly. Yeah. Two weeks before that, you was up there. It was like, my God, where's all these deer coming from? Right. You know, it's just uh, you got to be there at the right time. And, and when they in full rut like that, you can rattle grunt and hit that can and i've caught them straight come into you with the hair standing up on yeah. their back and be walking all sideways, get that sideways walk, with his yeah. ears laid back and he's looking for that other deer because he's scared he's gonna get whipped you know right have you ever had one come in like that sideways no. it's really cool to watch and it i killed one last year it was like a 180 pound deer but he looked like he weighed 400 pounds way yeah. the hair was standing up right on him. he was doing yeah doing that stiff leg stuff it was <laughs> right. uh, it's pretty cool it you, is neat to watch when Look. you if you ever call one up with a grunt call like that it's you hooked oh, uh, and i've done it my whole life just learning playing with different sounds and listening to them in the right. woods you know well that's another thing like and, and that's back to me being like tone deaf i've heard of Passel load bucks grunt through the mm-hmm. years and different kinds of grunts yeah, different times different. of the year or different you know when the, different uh i guess ones when there's does around one that when there's other bucks around mm-hmm. things like that and i just can't duplicate it yeah well then to it they just like people all three of us have a different sounding voice yeah and all them bucks is the same way same way with the doe Turkey's the same way. I mean, all these animals, just like humans almost, uh, they got right. different voice pitches and sounds. And you, you ever get in the woods and, and you've got deer around you or you've been seeing deer and you're like, man, I wonder what happened if I'd grunt right now or rattle or something, but you don't do it because you're too scared to mess up what you got going? Well, if right. They, if they real close to you, don't do it. Right. Because they'll look straight at you. They'll look, I mean, they, right. they'll pick you out just like that. But like if I get, like I've been to places where I'm, I'm seeing plenty of deer you know, there's good movement. Mm-hmm. I know there's some, you know, good buck or a couple of good bucks in the area. I may have missed out on some opportunities maybe to have killed them. Well, I just do it because it increases your odds or your chances, you know. Sometimes it ain't, it's not something that's going to work every single time, but you got to practice at it. And it's just right. like running turkey calls or any squirrel barkers or anything like that. You got to practice at it. Right. You know, and, and so you're saying it's, it's, it's not something that's going to blow your hunt most likely. No, not if. Unless the deer's right there close right. to you. Yeah. And the best thing to do if you're out in the woods and you see a little old spike or something like that, just do a – and watch his reaction. Yeah. <clears throat> I've done that. You know what I'm saying? Just <laughs> just play with him. Yeah. And you can kind of see the reaction. Yeah. Uh, and you, most that's of how you're learn Most of the time those young bucks are real curious when you do it. Yeah. But I've never done it when I thought there was a chance of me killing a good buck. 
If that makes sense. Yeah. I, I know several guys like that. They say, man, that's crazy. Ain't no way that's going to sound like no deer. But but, but they sit in the shooting house, and you you just about ain't going to hear that sound no. in a shooting house, you know. And unless you got it real open, then the deer going to see you. But, right. Uh, Are you going to uh, say something? Yeah, I was, I was <laughs> trying to think of, uh, like, uh, what about uh, phone bleeds? I've done that just playing around in the summertime, just playing with kids, showing my deer or something. But yeah. It, it'll work probably the first two weeks of season. Are you talking about calling in a doe? Yeah, yeah no, because yeah. I've... You've done that. <clears throat> so I didn't kill the doe, so this isn't illegal. But <laughs> last year, I was bow hunting. It's like opening weekend. And uh, a doe came by me, and I was in a... I didn't... I hunt out of a saddle. Yeah, I do too. Exclusively a saddle. And for this trip, for whatever reason, I was like, I ain't going full with none of that. You know, I... Got my dad to hang a climber for me where he was, you know, I just roll up, turn, key hunt, you know? Yeah. And um, I was in that climber, and then I was, you know, cussing myself because my I can't shoot out of this climber because the deer's, you know, so close. And I have limbed a bow before yeah. on the edge of a climber. And oh, yeah, to knock you out. It'll just, it. yeah. So, anyways, uh, but the deer walked off in the woods. It didn't pay me any mind. It came right under me. And uh, I got on YouTube, typed in phone bleep. <laughs> <laughs> Made sure it was down to get through the ads. Yeah. Because you don't want, uh, you know, a Coca-Cola ad screaming at you in the woods. You, it's also illegal to use this. Yeah. I was not hunting. Um, and, you know, she came back trying to figure out, like, well, hey, what's going really? on? Really? She was looking yeah. for that phone. She didn't come back out and I didn't kill her, but... But it, but the, but yeah, hundred percent. Like yeah, completely changed the you, plan. You of had what her she attention. Was going to do, and she just kept kept going back and forth. Wouldn't come back out, but was walking back and forth. Yeah, in she the woods. was looking right, and it it usually works first couple of weeks of season. Yeah, but I just always hate to do that and shoot a doe that's got a little farm with her. Right, you know. Uh, yeah, and we right. just do it just to show kids, and sometimes they get pretty close to you know running. Yeah. And the kids yeah. they'll freak out sometimes, but. You just show them that you can call up an animal and bring it to you. Kind right. Of. And it's more, they come in because they feel like their baby's in distress and they come into it. But. Right. Now, I'm I'm guessing a doe will probably come to another fawn in distress, too. It's not hers. Oh, it'll be all of them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they get serious. They'll come. Yeah. No matter whose it is. Kind of like if you, you at Walmart, some kid starts hollering, every woman around there wants to look <laughs> and go to them. You know, it's right. the same. same yeah. Principle. Yeah. Well, uh, well, take us some some of through these uh, uh, through some of these turkey calls. Uh, uh, this is a wing bone we make. I make probably a hundred plus of these a year. Uh, I learned how to do this from an Indian up in the mountains in Tennessee. Okay, um, and this is from a wild turkey's wing. That's okay. the bone it connects to its main body. Yeah, these two is out on his wing. Uh, okay, so we kind of clean them out and I boil them and glue them all together. But he taught me how to tone them, uh, tune them adjusting these bones in here and all that stuff so and i cut these you can see the angle on there yeah so what you do early in the morning you can lay your finger up there on the end of that just kind of lay it on there and when you you suck on this kind of like a straw if you suck like drinking water or something but you uh when you pull on that you can kind of feel your finger on it yeah and we do like a tree up with it early in the morning and i've had turkeys light not much further than that wall from me and when they feet touched the ground, yeah, he met his maker, but <laughs> he didn't have much of a head left. <laughs> no, I do. Let's it. Hear it. 
I say when we go up in Missouri, we'll open our hands up more like that, and you'll. That's what you need. That's what I need. It's hard to mess up sucking on a straw, Ben. <laughs> you know, I, that's I, what you, you need to go buy one of them but tomorrow. You'll, you'll wear out about three sets of lip to learn how to do this. <laughs> well, uh, I've seen like people selling wing bone calls before, and and I've, I've seen them, like laying on a table. That's the first time I've ever seen somebody use one. Um, yeah. I have a lot of people that buy them from me, and I had to give them lessons and stuff. But I put this washer on there. When I tune it, I'll kind of glue that in place, but. Yeah, that's so you go to the same spot every time. Because if you don't, you'll make you won't make a sound. You'll be trying to pull it in and out right. to get it to the right spot. And everybody, if you close your mouth, just like here and here, that's where you want to run it at. Some people's left handed, right handed, but you can see. Right. And you lick your lips kind of like that, and but that's just. And like I said, you can lay your hand over it early in the morning, and I can do it. Right. But you can kind of, that's kind of, I call it your throttle kind of, but you can yeah. ruffle right. it down. Or like I said, when we go to Missouri up in the mountains or in Tennessee, you kind of cup your hands and make it like a more of an echo, and it'll go up those mountain hollows and ridges, and that will get a turkey killed. And the government woods or in out of state like that where people's, some people just walk and they're calling. That's right. People call so much way, turkey hunting. Way too much and way too loud most time. Yeah. Um, you know, for just what I see. But be quiet. Call uh, less. I, we we have this conversation every year. You're speaking my language because well, I'm not very good at it. Well, a lot, well like. <laughs> but I can be quiet. We, we well, I forgot who it was we had on here. And we were talking about calling to a gobbler who answers you but doesn't come. And we were talking about the different, you know, ways to go about that. Yeah. And a lot of times it's just shut up and sit down and just don't do anything. Just sit there. Yeah. A and then look and a purr is about the easiest thing you want to do. And if you ever watch a chicken when they scratch, they do two pulls and a rake. Yeah. Their feet. You stick your hand behind you and do two pulls and a rake like that. And that turkey can hear that. So far, you on him on a calm day, right? And that that's a better thing to do than you sitting there. Just some people just rapid firing on one. That turkey's gonna stand out there a hundred yards from you and gobble his head off, but he ain't coming. Right. We also talked about getting up, leaving, especially if you have two people hunting with you. Mm-hmm. Getting up and leaving. Yeah, I Somebody just walking off. And leaving them there, so he thinks well, that, that hen's I, gone. Well, I've done before in the past. I got a buddy he hunts with me a good bit from he's from Taylorsville, but um, I put him up there in front of me like that, and like he's saying, I'll turn around and walk off, and I'll start calling as I'm walking, mm-hmm. and I'll stop every now and then my feet and just rake like that or get me a stick, right? Right, kind of make you know it's like, and they can tell what that is, and you just walking and calling, mm-hmm. and I might make a little loop out there and something sit down, and. Nine times out of ten, that turkey will come in that extra 20 or 30 yards. you got to get him, or 50 yards, to get him in shotgun range of your buddy. Right. And they, yeah. know, they know that area better than we do. Right. You know, they know every tree that you possibly can set beside. So. Yeah. All right, pot calls. Uh, this is a pot call we make. It's got slate in the bottom. It's, we call it two-faced, but it's uh, got glass on the top. Generally, in the morning times, you can use this and slate side and kind of
And then once he gets on the ground, <clears throat> I generally turn this over on that glass side, and you can. It's a little bit higher pitch, but that glass, it'll cut through the wind and a little bit better right. and um, <clears throat> that kind of stuff. Um, now, this will be just straight glass. It's a uh, cedar, I mean, a cherry pot, and it's just glass. And generally, you can just, like in the mornings, you just. And like I said, that glass, it carries a lot better through the wind. And you can kind of step up your game and get in this ceramic. It's got a natural. We kind of blast this with baking soda. So you, yeah, okay. Almost looks like a coaster. And uh, that's what a lot of people, what is that, a coaster? <laughs> <laughs> it's an expensive one. But, <laughs> but we blast that with baking soda. So it gives it about a 2,000 grit. Okay. So you don't put no... I see a lot of people do it with, like, these little stones mm -hmm. we etch that glass with. Mm -hmm. Don't do that. Um, but you can – it's basically got its own texture to it. You just touch up your striker. Will the will ceramic uh, work wet? If you got the right striker, any of these wood tip strikers, mm -hmm. it's going to deaden it that water will. But I do make a waterproof one that'll work on Cause it. Because I know that I've, I've always used glass yeah. um, just for that reason. Yeah. You know. Um, now, this is titanium. For, for getting wet. Mm. Yeah. If it yeah. Gets like a slate call when it gets wet, put, yeah. it, put it away. Right. Yeah. But I got a striker that you can use when you can pour. It can be pouring down rain, and I've done it before. To be pouring that, you just. Pull out that other striker, start and, calling on it, and don't I, slip. I always take mouth calls, obviously, but if I want to be loud, mm. but I can't, I have problems being quiet and getting right tones with mm. mouth calls. Yeah. But I don't know why. I don't really practice that much either. Um, I'll so, practice two weeks before turkey season starts. But <laughs> You're saying when you use a mouth call, it's like the I'm generally call, louder. It's louder. That's the I way can, I am. I can be quiet with it, but my turkey sound I don't. I'm not as comfortable right. with. I'm the same way. Try a V cut. V cut. Okay. That way, see that when you make these calls, a V cut is probably the tightest tension that you're gonna get on a call, and that makes it easier to do little soft yeps early in the morning, mm -hmm. stuff like that. Now, <clears throat> this is probably one of the top selling pot calls that I got right now, and it's the most expensive. But this surface is titanium, and we buy it in a big billet like thing, part them off. So you can most of these calls you can see I got them etched on the side. This one you can kind of you know call around the edge. Right. really not the edge, but kind of like here. Right. Uh, now these you call right in the center. <laughs> see the difference in that side? Yeah. Mm -hmm. When you go out Midwest, drives them nuts. It's just okay. got a higher pitch, and it'll ring through the mountains and stuff, like in Missouri and Tennessee. Out, you know, throughout in the mountains, especially in the Midwest, like Kansas, Missouri, right. and all up through there. But <clears throat> something about that metal—I don't know what it is out there. I've used these every one of them on turkeys all over the country. But when you get in that area out there, use metal, aluminum, or 
you know, titanium or something. Yeah. Um, and now, I kill any, any of these are good for, for calling up an Eastern, a Rio, oh, an Osceola. I've killed all eat. of them. Yeah. And uh, they don't discriminate. <laughs> okay. That's what I was wondering. I was like, do you have to um, have different, you know, different strokes for different folks kind of thing? But it's just, like, it's all in, just like mouth call and stuff. Like he's saying, all these calls have a different pitch, sound, stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's why I go to these trade shows. So I try to show people different sounds that you can make with it and such as that. that um, that's going to benefit you. Do you think there's a uh, an importance of you go on a hunt in South Mississippi and you start out with one of these calls, do you stick with that sound? Or do you do you ever switch pot calls yeah, to something higher I play, pitch? I, I play the field kind of. Okay. Um, if that bird ain't really answering, usually – Slate is probably the number one call that everybody gets because right. it's easy to use, less maintenance and all that stuff. But <clears throat> generally, I'll try them with a slate usually at first because it does soft yips and, you know, stuff like that. And I'll use a mouth call or, you know, something like that too, But or one of these wing bones. But generally, as I go through the morning a little bit, and if I don't get him to hit on that, I'm going to pick up glass or like a ceramic or something yeah. or either a metal call like aluminum. I make one of those at all. It's kind of blasted with baking soda also. We call it a running gun call, so you don't have to do anything to the call service. You just touch the striker up. Right. I call it lazy man call because a lot of people don't want to clean their call. They think it. That's me. This yeah. is what I need, <laughs> lazy man no, call. Uh, I don't <laughs> okay. know why Ben's asking you all these questions. The only turkey call that's going to help him is a 40-pound sack of crack cord. He can get that at church Some supply. Some Milo. Yeah. It's probably true. He needs, he needs to go put in some crack corn out. And just sit there in a the blind, and say nothing, just yeah. wait all day. Just sit there and sweat it out. Huh? I see way more turkeys when I'm deer hunting, and I've got corn close by than I yeah. do when I'm turkey hunting. Oh, they'll so. come to it. But. Uh, now, box calls. Um, I've I've gone back and forth between the slate mm-hmm. and a box, and when I'm calling with a slate. I feel like it's it's softer. Yeah. Not as loud. It's more mellow kind of sound. Right. And then if I thought, you know, I'm trying to locate a bird, I, I bust the box out because it's that's a good thing. It's, it's screaming a, loud. Yeah. But, you know, you need to be able to tone it down a little bit. But right. you can if you're just having to walk. Like if you get on an old log road in the government woods or if you're on your hunting club or something, and nobody there where you're going to walk over them, just walk every 30, 40, 50 yards. But don't stop and call. Keep if calling. You, if you see a turkey in the woods, how many times have you seen a turkey walk and just stop and go, meow, meow, meow. Right. not very many times. They so fidgety because they something after them all the time. Right. You know, even if you just take little baby steps and be moving, you know, and, and nothing else, scratch where your foot a little bit and then walk a little bit and call. But you really need somebody with you when you're doing this. And what we'll do, we do this generally in mid-morning, midday. I'll put my buddy either 30, 40 yards behind me or 30 or 40 in front of me. Mm-hmm. That way when I'm calling, he can hear it, and I might not hear it because it might be a note of a call. And he'll hear that sound before I would a lot of times unless it bird's close where you're going to hear right. it sure enough. But if he's way off where you barely can't hear him, somebody else is 20 or 30 or 40 yards behind you or in front of you, they'll hear that bird before yeah. you will. All right. Uh Predator calls. Since uh, you talked, you, you mentioned a minute ago about uh, something always being after, after them birds. <coughs> now, calls. You guys do predator calls as well. Yeah, a, a couple howl. I make some howlers and little 
rabbit squeal little things. Uh, I usually get after them pretty hot and heavy. As soon as turkey season over with and that spring squirrel season, we'll hit some of these WMAs. But the only thing about that, they don't allow you to shoot anything other than what you would shoot a squirrel with. Right. 22 rifle or a shotgun, but it can't be like big, like buckshot or anything like right. that. So generally, we'll take 22s and use 22 stingers mm-hmm. or some, you know, some high brass number four or something. And, um, uh, I try to shoot them like that, and I call to them, howl at them, but we get up there about an hour or two for daylight, and I go on a lot of private land and do it, but say on private land, you can use whatever you want, really. Right. Uh, but we generally, I kill like 28 in May and June. Coyotes? Yeah. Really? And I generally shoot them with a shotgun. Yeah. And I've shot them as close as that door from me. Which means it. you're calling them in close. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then we use a Fox Pro unit also. But I use a diaphragm just like a turkey call sometimes. I don't sell them to people. I got some buddies I'm making for right now, but we're just testing a lot of them. But I can howl on that thing and make the hair on your neck stand up. Really? But, uh, bark on it like a dog. Yeah. Just by saying the word, rook, rook, rook. Yeah. Like that. When you say that word, rook, your tongue hits the top of your mouth. Just like when you call them with a duck call, when you go, dut, 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 when they're yeah. doing the little feeding call and stuff. And they saying, hut, 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 hut. Right. You just saying the same thing, kind of, but it, it'll they'll bark. You can bark like one, and when you go in the area where those coyotes are, and you howl for daylight, and you get him to answer you, we go straight to them. Yeah, try to play you wind the best you can because they're pretty slick. You know the wind. Yeah, they'll wind you. Uh, but we generally set on a dove stool, something like that, and I uh, take that Fox Pro and put it out there thirty or forty yards. Because once you really so, get him, what there, is a Fox Pro? It's like a. You can put multiple sounds. I can put like a hundreds of sounds on that. Okay, thing. so it's an electronic call. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I got the one that's kind of like got a big old speaker on it. Yeah. I set it out either on the ground or like kind of an edge of a little bush or something where it's up a little bit. And I'll howl to them and get them to answer you and go in there. And once I get them to really fired up, I'll quit calling to them because I don't want them to really hone in. hone in on where I'm at. They come into that speaker. Yeah. And uh, we generally shoot them. 20, 30 yards. I've um, And I've shot one this year about me out of that door I was talking about. And they get real territorial, some of these males. And he was, I'd shot two over here with a shotgun. And my brother shot one as they was running off. There was five come in at one time. And this happened pretty quick, so you got to be ready. Mm-hmm. So uh, this one, once we shot those, we cut the sound off and waited just a minute. And I barked on that diaphragm. And he had other code answered me. When I hit that call again, the electronic one, where it was uh, like a puppy yipping, almost like, you know, when you grab a puppy and yip, yip, like yeah. that. <clears throat> that coyote come running wide open, and I was looking this way, kind of my brother was kind of sitting over to the side, and he was like, look out, look out. And when I turned like that, that coyote was coming, and he was just, ah, 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 every tooth in his head, he was just bouncing. And when I wheeled a shotgun around, when I pulled the trigger, he was about me out of that door right there. Good grief. So if you want to get an adrenaline <laughs> rush. Yeah. <laughs> Do you uh, use any – all right, so I've seen – I've never done it. I've seen it on TV. Guys that are using electronic calls, but then they'll have like a, a tail or something. A little that, rabbit hide out yeah, there. Yeah, something. we use that a little bit. When you're okay. in a pasture, I hunt on some guys' farms that they they got cattle and stuff, and they invite me to come in there and kill all the coyotes I yeah. kill. And some of these places, I don't see how they raise any calves. Because there's so many. It's so many of them. Yeah. And, I mean, I can't kill every one of them. I mean, you could go in there and poison them, but then they're going to, somebody find out about it, they'll 
Yeah, you'd be in trouble. You yeah. know, I don't need none of that. poison. Right. Um, but I like giving them lead poison. That's what I like to do. <laughs> we know uh, a guy that used some cotton poison one time. Yeah, that's some bad stuff. <laughs> I've seen it happen in action before, but I don't use it anymore. <laughs> All uh, right, and another thing you guys sell on your website is um, alligator hunting gear. Yeah, I got a lot of buddies that they gator hunt and stuff, and um, going to these trade shows and stuff, I had people asking me about it because they know, I, and I've caught them myself with other people and shot them with a bow and arrow and all that stuff in Florida, but uh, we sell some weighted hooks, like 10 alt mustad hooks. Yeah, That's all I'll sell because I've used other ones in the past, and they'd bend and right. come out of the gator, and it wasn't sharp when you buy them. You had to sit there and hone them. But mustad makes the sharpest ones, and uh, we put lead on it, yeah, like two or three ounces of lead. So when you throw it out, you know, it's going to go down and right. sink it into the gator. Um, we sell some snares that you got to have on a gator when you – dispatch them here in mississippi right um we sell vapor trail lights uh, one of my friends he makes those over natchez and i've i've got a vapor trail light and it's the best light i've ever had yeah i use them tracking deer catfishing at night you right. know going on the river or something. I use them running trot lines yeah yeah i mean that's everything and then i'll use it during deer season you know if i'm trailing a deer or something yeah. at night i'll use that and that's what we use them for a lot of time you know tracking deer a hog or something at night because yep. it, it don't run out that's no. the good thing about it. you can, no I mean, we stayed out all night before, and he wouldn't run it out. That's but. what uh, I went frog gigging a few years mm-hmm. ago and had one of the Vapor Trail lights. I can't um, – it's not the biggest one, but it's not the smallest one. It's kind of – Probably the 10-watt one. Maybe so. Yeah, I think yeah. that's right. That's what we sell more of. It's got the little colored lenses in it because these guys looking for that gator, he's going to have his eye, you know, his eye yeah. light up well, red. Mine didn't have any – it doesn't have the colored lenses. It's you might have lens. had the four-point then. It's pretty bright. I don't know, but it, it lasted all night, frog oh, yeah. gigging. I mean, I turned it on. When it got dark, and I didn't turn it off till daylight. That's that's why we sell so many of them. They last the batteries last so long. You yeah. know these guys um, use them all night long, where they gator hunt, catfishing, or I got some guys that buy them at track deer for people, the dogs, you know, at right. night and stuff. Yeah, they're fantastic. It's like having a Q beam on your head. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, only thing I wish they would make would be a, I can't I think it's called a diffuser, because that some of those lights has got such a pinpoint on it. Yep. If you're tracking game, it's hard to really. Right, you almost got to hold it away from your face to. Well, mine's right. got two it's two settings on yeah. it, and I'll turn it to the dimmer setting if I'm in yeah. the woods, and I'll kind of hold, hold it, up. it up or put it on my head and you know, shine it yeah. down. But, um, fantastic light. Oh yeah, and and it is. Yeah, I remember when I when I bought it, I was like, man, this thing's made in like mitt or something. Or, yeah, over in Natchez. Or, yeah, yeah, in Natchez. Natchez. Yeah, so um, I thought they that make neat. a lot of stuff too. He sells a lot of scent and different things like right. that. Um, cover scents and stuff. What's the name of the company? It was uh, Vapor Trail, but it's called uh, 33 Point Buck. That's what it was. That cover scent stuff. Yeah. And, uh, it's all natural, like made with leaves and weeds and stuff in the woods. Good stuff. Man. I've used it a lot. It, it works pretty good. Uh, well, good. We're about, uh, about out of time tonight. Um, I guess the best way, if, they, if somebody was listening to the show that wants to purchase some of your stuff is – your website, uh, swampboyscustomcalls.com. Yeah. And then you're on Facebook. Facebook and TikTok, Instagram and all that stuff. Okay. But, uh, we have a bunch of stores throughout Mississippi, and I got some in Texas, Alabama, Tennessee, different stores around. And if you don't have some in your store where you live, have them contact me, and I'll try to get some in there so it saves you shipping. But if you order off my site and um, you order $50 or more, it's free shipping. Okay. Good to know. So, um and like I said, we make everything from squirrel barkers, deer grunts, wing bones, turkey calls, you know, pot calls, all kind of 
different surfaces, not just these four that I got here, but uh, we make a few box calls, you know, just a little bit, just a variety I got people. A, I got to buy a squirrel barker. I just got to have it after after tonight. Yeah, you can see. You can. <laughs> gotta that have thing, it. That thing is cool. And I use that. I did, like I said, I always take the little bell off of it. And I, yeah. That's what they sound like when they're going to bed. Yeah, he's feeding. Or fe- okay, that's feeding. Yeah, he's feeding. Okay. Okay. And it's kind of territorial. You over in my tree, get out of here, buddy. Right. <laughs> Jeffrey, thank you so much right, for coming on and doing this me. with us. Um, Hunter, you got anything else? No, I'm going to go purchase a squirrel call, though. Got to have it. Got to <laughs> have it. SwampBoysCustomCalls.com. Check them out on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. I'll send you all a picture of 20 squirrels on the diving board by the pool. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> If you were listening at home or watching at home, appreciate you guys tuning in, and we'll see you next time. All right. Thank you. My Mississippi.